Hello, this is James Schofield, the creator of the stories in Behind the Bottom Line. In season six, I'm taking you away from your everyday routine, and we're going to Venice with an exhausted young executive called Emily Lee, who badly needs a holiday. This is episode six, so let's recap the story so far. Emily has left the Advanced Center for Wellness and Meditation and is now supposed to be spending a week in Venice with her friend Filippo Cimino. Filippo takes her out to have lunch with some good friends of his who run a restaurant, but on their way back to their hotel, Emily has a shock. In the newspaper, she reads that a guest she met on the island, Jason Tucker, has died of a drug overdose in Berlin. Could this have anything to do with the founder of the center, Caliban Leone? So, make yourself a cappuccino or mix an Aperol spritz and get ready to listen to episode 6 of Peril in Venice. Chapter 11 Tourist Trip A little later, Emily and Filippo were standing in the middle of her room having a huge argument. Emily hadn't talked before about the chemical laboratory or the strange events in the middle of the night with Tucker, Leone and Milos. But after reading the article in the newspaper, she told Filippo everything. She wanted to go to the police. The police? What for, Emily? What for? Why do you think everywhere you go there is a murder? This Jason guy takes too many pills. So what? You know what these club people are like. He was at this stupid hotel you went to with these other crazy people. What does that prove? Stop worrying all the time. We're on holiday. God, I've got such a headache. Actually, Filippo, I didn't say I thought he was murdered. I said I thought it's possible he got the drugs from Leone and sold them in the clubs he worked in. That's all. And you shouldn't drink too much if you don't want a headache. I didn't drink too much. You just get on my nerves with your suspicions and your theories and always wanting to play detective. Oh, that's what it's about, is it? You don't like the idea that I rescued you from being arrested for murder, do you? You can't deal with the fact that you needed help from a woman, can you? Philippa looked hurt. Emily, I can see you are upset. I'll go and lie down for an hour, and I think you should do the same. Then we can talk again like adults, when my head stops splitting. Emily went into the bathroom, slammed the door, and ran herself a bath. An hour later, after she had bathed and dressed, she felt a lot calmer. She could see Filippo's point of view. People like Jason lived in a world full of drugs. Why should they come from Leone? She would apologise to Filippo. They would go out for the evening and forget about the whole thing. She went and knocked on his door. To her surprise, the door swung open. Filippo was standing in the middle of the room, staring down at the multicoloured marble floor at his feet. Filippo? 
Emily felt uncertain about what to say next. Filippo? He slowly turned to look at her. Have you noticed that there are pictures in the marble? I've found three, and there are probably more. Emily shut the door and went over to where he was standing. Look, there is a man on horseback. And behind him is a castle. And over here is, is a spacecraft. How old is this building? Two hundred? Three hundred years old? How did they know about spacecraft three hundred years ago? I think it's a sign. Emily looked carefully at the different pieces of marble that Filippo was pointing at. She could only see random blobs. Filippo, I can't see anything. And you're frightening me. Stop it. Filippo looked at her seriously. Emily, I've realized something very important that I want to share with you. We must be true to our inner heart and say what we mean to each other. You are my goddess. I love you more than anything in the world. I just wanted you to know that. He sat down on the floor, giggled, and started rocking backwards and forwards. Emily sat on the edge of his bed. This was not good. Not good at all. She hadn't seen anything like this before. Never. Except for... Except for... Filippo, do you still have a headache? He looked up and gave her a lovely smile. I took one of your aspirins, and now my only thought is how beautiful you are. Let's go and visit Venice. Without looking to see if she was following, he got up and walked out. Emily ran back to her room and checked the dressing table. One of the tablets was gone from the packet she had found in Maria's cosmetic bag. She turned and chased down the stairs and out into the narrow street after Filippo. He was walking very quickly and talking to himself loudly in a mixture of Italian, German and English, much to the amusement of the groups of tourists they passed. Stop, Filippo. Come back to the hotel. You need to lie down, please. No time, Emily. So much to see, so little time. Emily had no choice. She had to make sure he didn't fall into a canal or do something dangerous as he took her on a nightmare tour of Venice. He had decided to show her everything on foot. Backwards and forwards across the Grand Canal they went, past churches, museums, squares, with Filippo keeping a non-stop monologue of information going without paying any attention to Emily or the tourists who looked at the strange pair racing from place to place. After about two hours, Emily was exhausted, hot, sticky, and about to lose her temper. They had reached San Marco, and Filippo pushed through groups of alarmed Americans feeding the pigeons in the square. He was determined to show her the basilica, and so Emily followed, apologizing left and right. Now, the horses of San Marco, 
You must see them. We must ride them, he announced. This was too much for Emily. She did not want to spend the night in a police cell. No, Filippo, no. We're going to sit down. We can look at them and have a drink at the same time. Come along. She took him by the hand and he followed quietly as she led him to Café Florian in the square next to the famous bell tower. He sat down and Emily ordered herself a cappuccino and Filippo a litre of mineral water. He drank it all and to Emily's great relief seemed happy to just listen to the music from the quartet playing selections from Verdi for the guests. They sat for half an hour in silence. As Emily paid the bill, Filippo looked at her properly for the first time in ages. Emily, he asked. What are we doing here? Chapter 12 At the Questura Filippo's hangover the next day was appalling. But no more of your headache pills, thank you. Once is enough. After a lot of coffee, Emily told him what she had seen him do, and he tried to remember. I took a pill from your dressing table for my headache and lay down for a while, and I started feeling very strange. I had to keep taking deep breaths, and then I sat up and started staring at the floor and I could see all these pictures. felt very good for a while. Then you came in, and I thought, I promised to show her Venice, let's go. Did I do anything stupid? Emily thought for a moment about telling him what he had said about her. Then she decided not. It was the drugs talking, not Filippo. She got the packet from her dressing table. What are they? Do you think they really are ecstasy tablets? Yes, don't you? I don't normally run around like a headless chicken. I think what you said yesterday about Leone manufacturing the drugs and Tucker distributing them makes total sense. We should take them to the police. Hmm. But I'm worried about Maria. I don't want her to get into trouble with the police. What can we do? You could just say you don't know who the tablets belong to. I mean, you don't know for sure they're actually Maria's. Maybe Oscar or Bianca know someone in the police here in Venice who could help us. At six o'clock that afternoon, they were sitting together with Oscar in the office of Inspector Rosalba Felice in the Questura, the police headquarters. Emily had already noticed that lots of Venetians seemed incredibly stylish. Most of the crew who let people on and off the boats looked like models, while the middle-aged Venetian ladies they helped up and down the steps wore enough jewellery to take them to the bottom of the Grand Canal straight away if they should happen to fall in. Emily decided that Rosalba looked like the Hollywood version of what a woman detective should look like only she was real. Filippo was uncomfortable when Oscar suggested going to see her. 
You remember Rosalba Filippo? We used to meet her on the Lido when we were at university. She joined the Carabinieri shortly after you left Venice. It was clear to Emily that Rosalba was probably somebody she could have taken to Starbucks ten years ago to help her get over Filippo. But after the initial embarrassment, and after Rosalba had said it was a pity Filippo hadn't turned up at the cinema for their last date ten years ago when he was supposed to, because the film had been very good, they got down to Emily's story. She explained what she had seen and heard on Pacelli, how she had read about Tucker's death, and how Filippo had behaved after taking one of the tablets she had found. Signorina Lee, do you always give your friends Class A illegal drugs for a headache? Oh, only when they deserve it. But I really thought they were painkillers. I mean, that's what they look like. And I never thought that Maria would have something like... Emily bit her lip. She hadn't meant to mention Maria. Rosalba checked something in a notebook next to her telephone. Maria Torres, the hostess, you mean? Why do you think they belong to her? Emily had to tell her about Maria and how she had packed her suitcase. What was the big argument between Milos and Paolo about Signorina? Did you hear anything? No. Later, Maria told me they were arguing about money. Paolo was hoping that Dr. Leone would lend him some money to start a restaurant, and Milos was against it. Milos is like a son to Leone, you see. But anyway, the next morning Leone told Paolo that he could borrow some money after all. A little strange, don't you think? If Milos was so against it. Did Maria tell you why? No, but Leon is a kind man. I mean, I really do think he could be making drugs in his laboratory. But I still like him. Signorina Lee, have you heard anything from Maria since you left Bacelli yesterday morning? Yes, she left a message at the hotel for me. We arranged to meet the day after tomorrow. I see. Did you like her, too? Yes, very much. And to be honest, I'm worried about what this all means and what she's involved in. Signorina Lee, I have some bad news, I'm afraid. This morning, the body of Paolo Montesano was found in the lagoon by a fisherman. It seems he drowned. So, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please tell your friends about it. Word of mouth is the best way for more people to find out about Behind the Bottom Line. It would also be great if you could visit my website on www.behindthebottomline.com and leave a review there. Uh, Or you can do that on Apple Podcasts as well. And remember, if you write a review for me, I will send you a free copy of Peril in Venice if you get in touch with me to tell me where you live. If you don't want to write a review but you'd still like to read Peril in Venice, you can. 
just go to the bookshop on my website and order either the paperback or ebook version. And you can also order a copy of Double Trouble, the story that featured in season five. That's all on my website on www.behindthebottomline.com. In next week's episode, Filippo gets involved in the investigation while Emily decides to spend some time relaxing on the beach. Or at least, that's what she tries to do. So, until next week, take care and goodbye. Goodbye.